Well, um, if you're uh, visiting here or if it's been a while since you've been, we're actually uh, wrapping up a series this morning. It was a short three-week series, and the title of the series was We Are Gonna Need a Bigger Boat. So I'm going to catch you up on what you've missed and kind of explain why we've uh, coined this particular phrase for this particular series. But uh, the idea behind the series, that the phrase actually came from a movie. And we're going to discover what movie that is in just a second. But just to kind of get you in the mood for movies and quotes and the uh, lines and where they came from, I'm going to test your movie knowledge this morning, find out how many movie watchers we have out there in the audience. So uh, I'm going to read a few lines here from famous movies, and you're going to tell me what movie it was from. You can shout out. We'll see uh, if you guys know or not. Now, I've got to be honest, over the last couple of weeks, we've been doing this every week, and we've given you some real easy ones, okay? We, we, they've been such easy lines. So this morning, to finish off, we're going to get a little bit harder, but just to warm you up, we'll start with a little bit of an easy one. So this line is, help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. Now, was it the first one? <laughs> was it? Yes, there we go. Thank you. Okay, so yes, we're going to narrow it down because I know there have been 67 Star Wars movies made. So this one was uh, episode four, the first one to be in the theaters, but the fourth one in the saga. Uh, yes, help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. Princess Leia uh, said that on the little hologram. Okay, how about this one? Nobody puts baby in a corner. Nice and easy. Another easy one there for you. Yes, Patrick's crazy there in Dirty Dancing. All right, let's, let's see if we can uh, separate the men from the boys here. Get a little bit more difficult when it comes to movie quotes. How about this one? Oh, no, it wasn't the airplanes. It was beauty that killed the beast. Yes, good job. Those of you shout that out, well done. That was a tricky one. So I'm guessing that whoever did shout that out didn't see that when it came out at the cinema. That was 1933. But, uh, but yeah, that famous line from that very old but famous movie. Okay, how about this one? This is another uh, favorite of mine. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Yes, airplane. I hope that as we do these lines in these movies, it triggers some of you to think, I'm going to go and watch that movie again. I need to, that movie made me laugh. So, um, yes, airplane. And then finally, the whole basis of which this series is, is uh, put upon, you're going to need a bigger boat. Absolutely. There it is right there. That, that realization moment when they're out in that little boat to find that shark, and they saw it for the first time. And, and Roy Scheider, the character, he turns around and he says, you know what? We're going to need a bigger boat. We are not prepared for the size of this shark. And the idea behind this series was that um, just almost three years ago, Connect Church started here in September of 2013. And it's been amazing watching God at work and seeing how things have changed and grown over the years. And there have been several times along the way where we've kind of looked at uh, the amount of families that are attending, the amount of children that are in classrooms, the amount of help that we need in volunteering. And we thought, man, we're going to need a bigger boat. And we've had to adjust and adapt, and, and, and Connect has changed a lot over the last three years as we've continued to grow. But through all this time, even though we've realized that we're going to need a bigger boat, we, we've had this compass that's kind of guided us. And in the very beginning, three years ago, Casey and I, when we felt God was leading us to start this church, we knew that God had kind of given us some direction to, to start a new church in Washington. But over and above that, we felt he'd actually given us some direction of what this church should look like. 
what some of the values of this church should be, almost like a compass here, the direction that we should sail this vessel. And the whole idea behind this series is that as Connect has grown and maybe the boat itself has got bigger, we believe that the direction that God called us to go has remained the same. You see, this series, kind of the tagline of the series, that the size of the boat may have changed, but the destination remains the same. The size of the boat may have changed, but the destination remains the same. You see, as things change and as the boat's got bigger, the tendency has been sometimes to maybe shift course a little or, or change direction. But we felt that this series was just kind of remind us who Connect is and what direction it is that we feel we've been called to go. So we've been using some boats to help us throughout this series. The first week I introduced you to this little tugboat. Because I want you to realize that one of the, the key pieces of direction that we feel we're to go is that Connect Church is a church that serves. That was there in the beginning. And even as we've grown in number, we believe that that is still just as important today, that we want to be known as a church that serves. So here on a weekend, there are a lot of people who serve and give a lot of time and energy. And even as we've grown, there's other opportunities for others to be able to serve. Outside of here in the community, we want to try and serve the community, make a difference outside of the walls of this church. We want to be known as a church that serves. We are a tugboat church. Then last week, we took a look at this guy. This is a lifeboat. This is the Coast Guard. Their job is to go out into the rough waters and rescue those that are in distress, rescue those that are in danger. And we want to remind everyone that even though the, the, the size of the boat has changed over the last three years, that from the very beginning, we want to connect church to be a church that reaches out. That even though we've seen lots of people come and, and find a relationship with Jesus and decide to make Connect Church their church home, that that's not going to stop us. We're not going to sit back and consider that a success. We're going to keep pushing forward because we want to be known as a church that reaches out. We're like a lifeboat church that, that goes out into the ocean and rescues people whose lives are at risk. So as we wrap up this series, I've got one more boat to present to you this morning. This is my cruise ship. Okay? Yeah, hopefully not the Titanic. This is a, uh, this is a cruise ship. And I want Connect Church to be kind of represented as a cruise ship. And you might think, well, well what are you talking about? In what way? Well, um, I'll explain here. But just to kind of set it up, I need to point out this morning that I've never actually been on a cruise ship. I would love to go on a cruise ship, but I've not yet had the opportunity to do so. Um, part of the reason is I've been very happily married now for 18 years to Casey Jane. She's an incredible lady. I love being married to her. Um, but something happens, okay? We, the, we were married 18 years ago, and we flew to England, and we actually had our honeymoon uh, in a place in Europe. And it was wonderful. We had this great time. And a week to the day, it was the Saturday after we'd been married, um, we were staying at this hotel, and I'm looking at these different things to do, and I find out that there's this opportunity to take a catamaran boat out into the ocean. And it would go out like about an hour into the ocean, then it would stop, and they were going to prepare food for us. You could swim in the ocean, and it was just going to be an amazing experience. I was like, Case, we've got to do this. She's like, oh, I don't know. I was like, come on, it's going to be brilliant. Well, the particular day we went, the sea was a little choppier, 
than normal. And uh, we were about 10 minutes into the boat ride away from the shore. And it's like, whoa, it's like being on a roller coaster. It would go up over the waves. It would drop down. And everyone's like, woo, you know, it's like fun and exciting. Well, that wore off very quickly. And uh, after about 10, 15 minutes, Casey's like, yeah, I'm, I'm starting to feel a bit bad. How long is this? I was like, well, it's like an hour out and an hour back. She's like, no. So about another five minutes, and she's like over the side of the boat, throwing up. It's like, oh, this is terrible. She's getting a bucket. And I'm like, I, we've been married a week. What do I do? I, well, I had a video camera with me, so I was like, yes. So I got a video camera, and um, we're going to show that. No, we're not really. <laughs> That would be the end of my 18 years of marriage if I did show that video this morning. Um, I did. I videoed her. But, um, but then I went and I was like, are you okay? You know, but I've got to say, I'm very proud of my wife. She influences people. She has a great impact on those that are around her because it wasn't long before this guy was throwing up, then this person. And before long, half the people on the boat were throwing up. And I'm like, my wife started that. That's my girl. I mean, she really has the power to impact others. And I was so proud of her. And well, after an hour, and she just never felt better. And we got back. I remember getting off the boat, and I think she just fell to her knees and was kissing dry land. And so suffice to say, that was the last time that we've been on a boat together. Uh, she just really does not like the idea of being a boat. We'll get a steak and shake in East Peoria sometimes. And if they seat us by the river or by the window there, she's like, okay, I've got to move. Because just the movement of that water, I'm starting to feel sick again. So we've never got to be on a cruise ship. But what I've heard, okay, when you travel on cruise ships is that they're wonderful places. You get all the food you can eat and there's all sorts of activities and they stop in different ports and you get to visit lots of different places. But one of the cool things, and, and you may not think this is cool, but one of the cool things about being on a cruise ship is that you get assigned a table to eat at every night. And you go to this table, and when you get there, you know, you may not know the people that you're going to be sitting with, but for the duration of that cruise, that will be your table, and you'll sit there together. There are also activities directors on these cruise ships, and they're there to kind of drum up some, some movement, you know, to get you out and about and to take part in some of the activities that are going on. They want you to, to enjoy yourself, have fun, and connect with other people on the boat. Now, although I've not been on a cruise ship, I've seen this happen. We've been a couple of times to these resorts in, in Mexico where you can go and uh, there's normally an activities director there and you just want to lay out by the pool, but they're like, come on, we're doing salsa lessons. You're like, no way. Or we're doing beach volleyball or water aerobics, you know, and they're just trying to get you out. And, and again, the whole idea of this activity director is to get you connecting with other people. So when it comes to the idea of Connect Church being like a cruise ship, I'll tell you what I mean. It's not that it's a fun, relaxing place to just chill out, although I think we are a fun place, and I hope you're feeling relaxed here this morning. It's not that we've got all the food you can eat, although sometimes I see you guys at the donut table, and I think you do think it's like, man, all the food you can eat, this is awesome. No, what it is about Connect Church is that, like the activities director on the cruise ship, that we want to be a church that connects Connect Church is a church that connects, that connects people to one another. Now, ultimately, we would love Connect Church to be a place that connects you to Jesus, that you would experience a relationship with Jesus like many who call Connect Church their church home already have. But the reality is, once you've discovered that relationship with Jesus, or even on your journey to trying to figure this all out, sometimes doing it alone can be kind of tricky. 
You can have a lot of questions and, and different thoughts and, and, and go in this journey alone, whether it's discovering Jesus or having discovered Jesus growing in your relationship with Jesus. That can be tricky to do on your own. Here at Connect, we believe that by connecting you with other people, it will help that relationship grow. It may answer some of those questions you have that are helping you to try and figure out who Jesus is and, and what part he could play in your life. It'll help you connect with other people. And as you follow Jesus, it'll help you in your relationship with your spouse or with your kids or, or in the workplace or just as a follower of Jesus in general. But we honestly believe that this happens so much more effectively when you're connected to others. There was a very wise man by the name of Solomon. He lived thousands of years ago, and, and he wrote several books in the Old Testament. And I want to read from a couple of different ones this morning because he really tackles this idea of connecting and the importance of connecting with others. Listen to this first verse. It's found in a book he wrote called Ecclesiastes. In Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verses 9 through 12, he says this, Two people are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. Likewise, two people lying close together can keep each other warm, but how can one be warm alone? A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Solomon's saying, listen, there is so much more you can do when there's more than one of you. There are so many limitations when you're alone and so many things that you are freed up to do when there is more than one of you. He goes on in another book he wrote, he wrote a whole selection of these Proverbs. And in Proverbs chapter 27, verse 17, Solomon says this. He says, as iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. So not only is Solomon saying, hey, it's great to be in community. It's great to be connected with other people. He's saying, here's why. Because just like iron sharpens iron, when you're in a relationship with other people, that can help you grow. That can help you develop. That can be like iron sharpening iron. There is value in connecting with others. There is value in community. And we believe that so much here at Connect that we put it right there in our DNA from the very beginning that when we were kind of setting course for where this church was going to head, Connect Church, we wanted Connect Church to be a church that connects. I mean, after all, it's in our name. It's in the sign on the flags out by the highway. You know, we are Connect Church. So we'd better be a church that creates opportunities for people to connect. So this morning, I want to give you an idea of how that works here in Connect Church. Maybe you're new here. Maybe you've been coming for a while. But I want to kind of illustrate to you this morning with some chairs that I've got here on stage what it looks like to connect here at Connect Church. And the way I'm going to do that is I'm going to introduce you to, to three chairs here. These are all three chairs from my house. Um, I'm sure you've got chairs just like this in your home. And, and each chair represents a different point of, of connection in your home. So here's the first chair. This chair is off my porch, off my front porch. Uh, maybe you've got some outdoor furniture like this, and this represents your, your porch chair. So this area of your house, there's, there's some connecting that takes place here. Maybe a neighbor stops by, and, and you'll chat about the neighborhood or about the weather. 
something about the kids and school. It's, you may not know this person very well, but, you know, there's that kind of relationship. It just takes place there on the porch, chit-chat. You know, I recognize you. We live kind of close to each other. Um, we've, we've got some connection here. I love my porch chair. I'm outside either on my uh, front porch or sometimes I'm back on the deck. But either, either side where, where our house is located, you can see uh, uh, kind of a busier road that goes past our house. And I love it there. I'll sit there and people will drive by and they'll wave and I'll wave. And some of the time I know who they are. And other times I'm like, <laughs> I don't know who you are. Good to see you. But I, I'm that kind of guy. Casey's not that way. She's like, oh, I don't want to be out there just waving at people, you know. So she's kind of more introverted, more of an inside person. But I love it. I love just striking up conversations with my neighbors and talking to people who are walking by. Maybe your porch chair looks like a, a folding chair, and it's one that you take to the soccer field or the baseball diamond, and, and you sit with, with other people whose kids are playing sports with your kids. And, and there's a connection that takes place in this chair, but it's kind of a surface-level connection. It's not really a very deep relationship, but you're friendly. You, you know names, you know careers, you know stories, that kind of thing. And, and you spend some time in this chair connecting with other people. But for some... They're going to make it from this chair to this chair in your life. This chair comes from our living room. This is one of our living room chairs. And not everyone who you have a conversation with on the porch gets to make it to this chair. This chair is kind of an invite only. This is the, the people you have over for dinner one night or you, you have over for coffee and, and you visit with in your living room. You may have lots of people that make up the friends that kind of connect on your porch, but, but not as many people get to come here. And the conversations that take place on the porch, they're a lot different than the conversations that take place in this chair. This chair, um, there's a little bit more intimacy, a little bit more connection. You've invited these people into your home for a meal or, or, or for some time together. You're going to go a little bit deeper in the conversations in this chair. You're going to talk more about work and about life, and you're going to laugh together, and you're going to talk about things that are going on with the family, maybe concerns about the kids, that kind of thing. But like I said, this might be a lot of surface conversations, but, but this is a smaller group of people that make it to this chair. And one would think that this would be the, the most intimate place for relationship in your house, for those connections to take place. But I'm actually going to suggest that there's another chair that people can sit in in your homes. And that chair is this chair. This is a stool from our kitchen. So think about it. There are people who you'll have over and you'll have a meal and maybe you'll sit together in the living room. But there are some people in your life. Whoop. My cord there. Some people in your life who they feel very comfortable sat in the living room and, and having a coffee, but they're such good friends and you guys are so close that you might be overworking in the kitchen, preparing the meal or cleaning up after the meal, and they're just they're sat over there on the stool because they're in your kitchen. They're the kind of friends that, you know, you don't have to sit kind of formally in the living room. Man, we'll just hang out in the kitchen. Have you got friends like that? Friends who when they come over, you're just in the kitchen, you're chatting with one another. They're the real close friends. They're the ones that might stop by unannounced and the house isn't picked up, but you let them in anyway. And you visit with one another in the kitchen because that's a, that's a different kind of connection that takes place. You see, this chair here, there'll be some, some interaction and some conversations and some connections, but there may be a level to which you'll let the people into your life that sit in this chair. But you know, the people who get to sit in this chair in the kitchen, they may be fewer than the people that sit in this chair, 
But man, they're closer. This is where you lean across the kitchen countertop and say, it's, it's just really hard right now. We're really struggling. I don't know what we're going to do about this situation with our son or our daughter. We're just really worried about this situation. Man, work is tough right now. I'm not sure how the, the future's going to play out here with this particular job. It's just it's playing a, a hard part on our relationship. Maybe you're a lady here this morning, and during the day, one of your friends comes, and they find themselves into the kitchen, and it's just the two of you just, yeah, we're just really struggling right now. We just can't seem to see eye to eye, and we're, we're butted heads a lot, and I'm really worried. We've never argued this much before, and you're being very vulnerable and very open and very transparent. Because the person that sits in this chair in your house, you trust them deeply. You've got a different kind of relationship with that person than maybe the people sit in this chair. And definitely a much different relationship than the people that sit in that chair. So in your home, I hope you're picturing those, those three levels of relationship. Maybe you're thinking right now of some, some neighbors and friends. Or some closer friends that you've, you've had meals with and you've sat. And then that one particular person who you just know you can open up to and they won't think any differently of you. That you can be real with and they'll still love and accept you for who you are. Well, here's the thing. Here at Connect, Connect Church is a church that connects. We love that you come on a Sunday. But the truth is, if you're coming on a regular basis here on a Sunday morning, then you're probably in this chair. You're chatting to people in the foyer over a donut and a cup of coffee. There's someone you recognize from being here on a Sunday. Maybe you recognize them from the community. You think you know their names. Maybe you do know their names, but you have a lot of kind of porch conversations with them. Maybe it's because you come on a regular basis to this second service on a Sunday and, and you sit in the same spot every time and, and you know the people who kind of sit in that area. So, so you actually, you never knew them before you started coming to connect, but because you guys sit near each other, you kind of start to say, I recognize you and you start to build these friendships, but they're still very much like porch chair friendships. Well, I want to challenge you because we have these connect groups here at Connect. We have these groups that meet together. And I want to challenge you, maybe you're not part of a connect group yet, but I say, hey, why not look into that? Why not sign up for one of our groups and move from this chair to this chair here? Well, you'll actually get to meet some people from connect. Well, you'll get to meet some other parents or some other people who are in a similar stage of life, and, and maybe you'll meet in a home or maybe you'll meet in a coffee bar, but, but you'll start to do life together, and, and together you'll talk about marriage and relationships and parenting and work and, and Jesus and the difference he can make in our lives. We've got some great groups that already exist and, and they sit in this chair. And I know for some of you are like, okay, Dave, that sounds great, but I like this chair. <laughs> I'm not sure I'm ready for that chair and I'm definitely avoiding that chair. <laughs> I like just being able to come on a Sunday and, and just kind of chit-chat and meet people. I don't know if I want to go too much deeper. I don't know if I want people knowing too much more about me. Well, I get that. I know it's not easy to move from this chair to this chair, but I actually believe that if you're desiring to grow in your relationship with God, if you want to see Jesus um, more in your life, to see yourself become more like Jesus, sometimes it means moving to this chair. And some of you right now, you're in some of our small groups, in our connect groups. Maybe you're serving on a team here at Connect, and you're, you're connected relationally to other people who know your name and know about you. And it's great because you're in this chair. 
But here's how I want to challenge you. If you're part of one of those groups, then, then my challenge is really try and open up to where this group then becomes this chair. So this is how this happens. We're in a small group right now, Case and I, and, and we've been together now since the beginning of the year, and we're really loving getting to know the other families in this group. And a while back, one of the families, we were kind of sharing our stories and talking to one another, and, and one of the guys in the group said, I've got to be honest, he said. I've been kind of in and out of church most of my life, so I'm used to being in a church service, but this is the first time I've ever been in an environment where I've sat with other people and just talked about my belief in God. Talked about what I believe or um, with, with other people. I've just never been. I mean, my wife and I, we've talked about it, but I've never been in an environment with other people where we've talked about that. And I thought, wow, good for you for, for acknowledging that. And even more good for you because I think it's going to help you grow in that relationship with God. If you're not talking about that with anyone, it's going to be very hard to see that change in your life. We had another great experience happen in a small group, Case and I, a while back. We were, um, this is a group early on before well, when Connect started. I remember gathering together and we were kind of going around the room talking about expectations and what people were hoping to get out of the group and different people were sharing. I want to get to know people better at Connect. I want to kind of feel like I'm more connected with others. And this one couple, they said, well, to be honest with you, they said, we love coming to Connect. Our family loves the church. We've got younger kids, and they love Connect kids. And we want to raise them in the church, and we ourselves want to grow in our faith and our understanding of who God is and the difference he can make in our lives. They said, but the truth is, we both come from pretty dysfunctional families. Neither one of us grew up going to church. And our expectation is, group, we're hoping to, to meet some other families that can help Show what it looks like to live life as a follower of Jesus. To be a family that loves Jesus. We've not seen that modeled. And as new parents with, with young kids, we want to know what that looks like. Man, that was a moment. We're just all kind of chatting around the room, and then suddenly it went to a completely new level. And I really felt like at that point in that small group, we moved from the living room to the kitchen stool. Because this wonderful couple were willing to just kind of trust us and be a little bit more vulnerable and a little bit more open. And it created some great conversations from that point on. And others opened up and others shared. And, and there was some connection that took place that was different than this and a lot different than that. And I think all of us, we grew a little bit in our relationship with Jesus. And we, we learned more about him. And that can only happen if you're going to be brave enough to, to, to say, yeah, I want to get more connected. You see, Connect Church is a church that connects. We want to create that environment for you. But the only way that will happen is if you're kind of brave enough to step into that. And maybe you've been a part of a small group in the past. Maybe you're part of a small group now and, and, and that's not happened. Well, don't give up. Maybe, maybe this isn't the right group for you. Maybe it's, it's going to come over time. But it'll only happen if you, you step out of that comfort zone and say, I want to be a part. I want to get connected here. So right now we're in the summer and a lot of our connect groups are kind of taking a bit of a break. They're just meeting socially and having cookouts and meeting in the park for picnics. But we're kind of ramping up here towards the fall. You're going to hear in the next month or so announcements that we're about to launch a next round of small groups. And I want you to be a part of that. Maybe you're saying, okay, I'm ready to move from the porch 
to the living room. I'm ready to get connected here. I'm ready to, to move into an environment where I'm uh, more connected with other people. I want to know other people. I want to be able to process some of these things, some of these questions we're having by doing life. I want to learn more about Jesus in the company of others. I think you could learn a lot here on a Sunday morning, but like Solomon said, there's some things that you just can't achieve alone. You have to get connected. You have to be in community. And by being in community, so iron sharpens iron. You know, we believe in this so much. We're actually looking right now to hire someone. This is our, our newest staff position that we're looking for here at Connect. I share this this morning because maybe you know someone or maybe you're sat here and you're interested in this, but we want to hire someone who's going to help connect people at Connect. They're going to oversee all of our small groups. They're going to help people get from being a brand new visitor to, to really plugged in here at Connect. I mean, their whole role is going to be to help connect people at Connect. So if you know anyone of anyone, tell them to contact me or to uh, message us on Facebook, email us. But we believe in this so much that we want someone who's going to come on board and be on staff to just help get people connected. Now, I'm so proud of my wife. I, I told the story earlier about her throwing up on a boat, so I better try and uh, tip the balance here and uh, say some wonderful things about her now and just how great she is. Um, there's many great groups that run here, but um, on our last round of small groups, we had a sign-up sheet, and a lot of people signed up to be part of small groups, and a lot of them were couples, and we were able to kind of put them with other couples, and those groups now meet in people's homes or in different locations. But what we had at the end of the um, spreading everyone into the groups was about eight or ten ladies who had signed up to say, you know, we're interested in being part of just a women's group. And it was a real kind of uh, mixed bunch. There were some that were single and some that were married. There was various ages that all these ladies were in. But the one thing they all had in common was that they all wanted to be some, a part of some kind of ladies group together. So, so Casey and I were looking at the list and we're trying to figure out, Casey's like, you know what? I think I'd like to run a group for these ladies. So we've got some great groups that already exist, some for men, some for women, some for families. But Casey's like, I want to start a group just for these ladies. So she contacted them all and said, would you like to uh, start a group? And they said, yeah, we'd love to. They found a book to read together. And they had their first meeting at my house one night. And I was kicked out. It's like, Dave, you're out of here. The women are meeting tonight. Go find something to do. So uh, Emma and I, we went out. And uh, I think we watched a movie or something. But Casey and these ladies, they just kind of got together in our living room. And they started looking at this book together and getting to know one another. But well, then we had some work that was done in our house, so they couldn't meet in the house anymore, so they, they found a restaurant to meet at instead, and this restaurant served cheese fries, and that was it. They were sold. They were like, we're meeting here every time. This is a great place to be. And uh, Casey said to me, I was telling her about what I was speaking, and she goes, Dave, I can remember in the restaurant how, how the things kind of shifted in our group. We, the conversation started to grow, and I felt that we were moving from here to here. People were starting to open up, and, and we were getting to know one another. We were becoming friends. We'd see each other on a Sunday morning, and we'd, we'd make a beeline for one another. And I could see the ladies in my group talking to one another. And these were different ladies from all parts of Connect who are now connected to one another. And she said, now we've been meeting for three or four months, and we're kind of changing the pace a little bit over the summer. But we still want to meet because we're starting to find that the conversations we're having are more kitchen stool kind of conversations. Some of these ladies are willing to be vulnerable and kind of share some things that are going on in their lives and they're praying for one another and they're, they're talking to one another and committing to, to be there for one another. 
And then an awesome thing happens. Every month, the, first, the second Wednesday of the month, we help out with an organization here in town called Threads Hope and Love. And um, we help out for a couple of hours. We help sort clothes for this uh, organization. And one of the ladies in Casey's group was part of the team that helped there. And they weren't getting a lot of people coming each time. So she shared this with the group. So just last Wednesday night, all of Casey's group, all these ladies, they served together. So Connect Church is a church that connects, and Connect Church is a church that serves. And on that night, they were connecting and serving together in this place, helping the threads open love. It was awesome to see that at work. And we've got other groups that meet like that. We've got men's groups that meet like that, and, and other ladies' groups, and, and other groups. But this morning, if you're here and you're not connected like that, maybe you're still sat on the porch And maybe that's where you feel comfortable right now, but I'm going to keep pushing you gently, saying, hey, listen, there are some great stories that I'm hearing from our small group leaders about people who are getting connected, who are finding, you know, that maybe they just joined because they wanted to get to know a few more families, and and they were expecting this kind of relationship to take place, but unbeknownst to them, God was preparing them because he wanted to put them in a place where where they could share, you know, we're, we're having a hard time right now. And they were able to pray for one another and see God at work through this community. And see iron sharpening iron. So I want to challenge you. We've got some sign-up sheets out in the foyer this morning. If you want to sign up now for our next round of small groups that will launch in September, there's a spot on the app. If you've got the app on your phone, you can go in and there's a connect button. You can get connected and and sign up for a small group. And maybe you're there this morning. You're like, I'm not sure. This is part of who we are at Connect Church. And I'd love for you to get connected. I really do believe it'll help you, whether it's part of a, a team that serves or a connect group that meets in a home or in, in a restaurant, wherever it may be. I'd love for you to get more connected. You'll be surprised at what God can do in you and what God can do through you with other people in that group. Let's pray this morning. Father, at the very beginning, Case and I felt that you'd given us some direction to where you wanted Connect to go. The Connect Church would be a church that serves, that it would be a church that reaches out, and it would be a church that connects. It's in our name. And the truth is, Lord, that over time, as the boat gets bigger, the temptation can be to change course a little bit and to get into some structure and some systems and some habits that maybe pull us away from who you originally intended to be. So as we finish off this series, help us all, Lord, as a church family together to remember who you've called us to be. Thanks for all those who serve on a regular basis. Thank you that they help define us as a church that serves. Thanks for those who make it a point of telling their friends and their neighbors and inviting people and talking to loved ones about Jesus and the difference he makes in their lives because that is a part of being a church that reaches out. And Lord, I pray for those who come and they enjoy coming on a Sunday, Lord, but maybe they're kind of on the periphery. I pray, God, that you'd give them the courage to to take that next step, Lord, to get connected here at Connect. Because I honestly believe, Lord, that as we get connected, it draws us closer to you. Those relationships, like Solomon said, they, they take us to a place that we could never be on our own. So I pray, Lord, that as we close out this series this morning, there will be some here that would take that step, would sign up, would, would use the app, whatever it may be, just to, to say, yeah, I want to be a part of the next round of small groups that happen. I want to move from the porch to the living room, and, and ultimately, I'd love to be in the kitchen 
in a place where there are people who I trust and who I love, who I can be open and real and honest with, and who can help me become more like Jesus. We thank you for all of this in Jesus' name. Amen.